Support for WSHU Podcast Off the Path comes from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. AuPairinAmerica.com. This is the Halloween edition of Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I'm on the lookout for the strange and the unusual from New York to Boston. And if you don't like the macabre, you might want to turn down the volume. But we hope you don't. One of the most notorious crimes in American history was memorialized in a grisly playground chant. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 whacks. And when she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. The Borden family home, the scene of the crime in 1892, is now a bed and breakfast, not for the faint of heart, in Fall River, Massachusetts. It's a big three-story Victorian house, and it changed hands a lot over the course of a hundred years until one of the owners turned it into a B&B. Leanne Wilbur spent the night there in 2003 at the invitation of a friend. We enjoyed our stay. Yeah, we left the next day after breakfast. And a few months later, he called me at work one day and he said, guess what's for sale? Leanne Wilbur was always interested in history, especially the darker side. And she wasn't the least bit scared by the owner's tales of ghost sightings. So she decided to buy the place. I came into it going, yeah, okay, you know, I'll deal with what comes. Little did I know less than a week into being here that I would have my first experience down in the basement. She saw a ghostly apparition in the shadows near the laundry area. The B&B has grown in popularity since Leanne Wilbur bought it 15 years ago, probably due to the fact that it was featured in some popular TV ghost hunting shows. Ghost hunters, ghost adventurers, haunted towns. I booked a room at the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast and met tonight's guests gathered in the parlor. No surprise, they're passionate ghost hunters who hope to catch a glimpse of the spirit of Lizzie Borden or her parents. Michelle McAvoy has a handheld device that looks like a Geiger counter. So this is called an EMF detector. It beeps when you turn it on and it stands for electromagnetic field. It's meant to pick up the spirits if they're there. McAvoy is here with her husband and two other couples who came to New England for a ghost hunting vacation. We're gonna go from here to Salem and then into Boston and do ghost hunting there as well. They all wear shirts that announce themselves as ghost hunters. McAvoy's reads, Ghost hunting buddies for life. A little silly, maybe, but she also takes this seriously. Are there energies all around us all the time? Where do we go after we die? Just makes you question more what's going on. It's not all serious, though. The couples crack jokes and giggle as they settle in for the tour. You'd think they were anywhere but the scene of a grisly double murder. Everybody here? Tour guide Richard Bertaldo leads us from the parlor where Lizzie's father, Andrew, was murdered up the stairs to the room where her mother, Sarah, was found. Coming up the stairs, pause, take a look, take a picture, to see how easy it would have been to see her body lying there. Police found Sarah's body next to the bed, riddled with blows from the infamous axe. Lizzie was not the only suspect. There's a whole cast of characters, from the maid to a family friend who stayed over the night before the murders. Lizzie found the bodies of both her parents. She didn't have an alibi, and her answers didn't satisfy investigators but she was acquitted of the crime. Bertaldo blames a lack of evidence and sexism. She's a woman. 
She's a Sunday school teacher. She's heavily involved in her church. And the thing you have to understand is the social climate back then. Right. It was a man's world. The Victorian era, men controlled everything. Women were subservient. Are these men even going to admit that a woman could do that much damage to a man? The real fun begins after midnight, when we're all supposed to be in bed. I'm almost asleep when I hear voices from the parlor downstairs, the very room where Lizzie's father was murdered. I venture down and find all the guests in a circle on the floor. They're having a seance. Lizzie, did you kill your father? They each take a turn with two metal sticks called divining rods. The ghost is supposed to be able to make the rods move with yes or no answers. The guests get excited every time they receive an answer. That's a yes. Oh, look at that. Was it? Everyone goes to bed suitably spooked. I'm in the maid's room, and I'm warned this is the most haunted room in the house. But it's an uneventful night for me. Over breakfast the next morning, I talk with a guy named Dylan and his friend. They tell me they came here for curiosity more than anything else, but they were spooked. Dylan woke up in the middle of the night and saw someone standing over his friend. And I was like, whoa, and then they disappeared. I sleep through anything, so I have no idea. Yeah. So I was just like, okay. And I was like, I don't like this. Like, stay out of the room. (laughs) So didn't sleep much after that. We finish breakfast, and Timothy Reyes, the caretaker, invites us to the gift shop next door to look at some gruesome, tacky souvenirs. You have Bloody Axe wind chimes. Well, there's a wind chime, a clock, a creepy crocheted Lizzie doll. How do you feel about just all this grisly tourist merchandise? I love it. The cornier, the better to me. (laughs) And there seems to be no end to the fascination with this murder 125 years later. The latest feature film version of the story just came out in September. So don't be surprised if you see more than one Lizzie Borden knocking at your door on Halloween night. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I seek out the odd and ominous stories on the road from New York to Boston. Special thanks this week to Sacred Heart University's John McNevich, who provided us with the spooky organ and piano versions of the Off the Path theme song.